0: Well, hey everyone, and welcome to episode number sixty-two of the Other Six Podcast. My name is Chad Bok, and I am your host. Joining me once again in the studio, my co-host, our worship pastor, the man who bought his Halloween costume at a boutique, Mister Matt Collins. Matt, how are you today, sir? Fancy, <laughs> yeah. It, it was a fancy Halloween store, Booty. Booty. Yeah, absolutely. Also joining us in the studio once again, our lead pastor, Mister Adam Bishop. Adam, how are you today, sir?
1: Boo! <laughs> I, didn't like, I
2: didn't like that one. Oh, don't uh, be. A, you'd
0: been on. You'd been on quite a roll, I, and I just didn't like that one. Well, don't so. be a jerk, a lantern about it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All
2: right, you just redeemed yourself. <laughs> you totally
0: redeemed yourself. There we go. i was it, Awesome. Here. I had that one in reserve just I like in case. It. Yeah, right, there we you go. go. You yeah. bounced right back. Yeah, that was there nice. we go. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, gentlemen, how are we doing today? How was uh How was our weekend, Matt? You were you were out of town this I past was. weekend, so tell us a little bit about I, about where you. We missed you. Your team did a fantastic job, but we missed having you here.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they did good. Uh, yeah. I was in the middle of nowhere uh, leading okay. a retreat. Um, it was really good, but there's no cell phone service. So if y'all needed anything, I, y'all weren't be able to get in touch oh. with me. Uh, it was in Millport, Alabama. Has anybody been there? Millport? No. I, I thought the same thing. No, and I've lived here my entire life. Yeah, no, Millport. Uh, it was called uh, Timber Lake. Uh, okay. Ministries. That's, okay, that was the name of the retreat center. It was really cool. The, had a big old lake. Sponsored by Justin Timberlake. Or yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. He actually showed up. So was how great. was the retreat? Was it good? Yeah, it was great. Awesome. It was man. Great. Yeah. We're glad to hear so that. Lots. Lot of students had a good time. Yeah. And Dee got to go. So it was awesome. Oh, that's. Oh, awesome. that's good. Yeah. yeah. yeah really We're good.
0: good. Yeah. Well, Adam, how about yourself? How, how was your weekend?
2: Um, it was good. We ended up hitting up your joint from a few weeks ago. Verdina,
0: Verbena, Herbina. The, what's it <laughs> called? Oh, the uh, yeah Verbena. The Penton Farms. Did you get there in twenty five minutes like Matt did? No. He's coming, he's
1: coming from all the way over here. Yeah, man. from Pike Road, so it's a long, much longer <laughs> drive. It's much, yeah, it's much further than
2: that, but we had a, a football game for Jacob in Prattville on, uh the afternoon, so we went up there first. Okay. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Well, we had a great time, so yeah. lots of fun things to Did do. Did you get any fried? Well, you can't have any fried stuff. No, dude. Why don't you rub it in? You know? <laughs> Ask me about my pet that died a few years ago, too. So, you know. so uh, no, I Wait, couldn't eat any fried too? foods, And uh, <laughs> but we all got a pumpkin, so okay. that was fun. We yep. each left with a pumpkin. and. Of course, um, Henry chose the biggest one he could find, of which when I got to haul that thing around for the <laughs> yeah. rest of the time. But lots of fun. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think next fall we should take all of our middle school students up there. Okay. And just cut them awesome. loose for a few hours. Done. Yeah. That's easy. And see if we can find them. What in is the it? Corn the maze. <laughs> when it's over.
1: Yeah, the corn maze. Yeah. Was yeah. it? It was. It wasn't that tall when I was there. I guess did it grow? We didn't have time to do that, so
2: they just did yeah. the slides, and um, we did the thing we ride the tractor, and I mm-hmm. actually met a, um, a guy that works for Church of the Highlands. Oh, really? So we talked the whole time on the tractor ride, yeah. so that was kind of oh, fun. Oh, cool. The tractor so, ride. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the tractor ride. It's great so, talking. Uh, that was good. Um, we weren't on the tractor. We were in the whatever, the The, 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 the shuttle. Okay. By the
1: tractor. The, the shuttle. Okay. Yeah, thank gotcha. you. Gotcha.
2: So that was good. Then we had Jacob's game. Lost by one point. Oh, no. So season's over, but we lost to a great group of kids, another Pike Road team, yeah. some of whom are members in our church. And so they'll be playing for the championship on Saturday. Our season's over. But I was proud of the guys. Like I said, just a one-point loss. Um, but it was a good weekend. You know, we came back home and— um, got to catch the fourth quarter of the Georgia game, so yeah. uh, that was nice to see. So uh, we won. I don't know if y'all saw that, but uh, that was good. So it was a good weekend, and obviously yeah. we'll talk more about Sunday here in a second.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had a good weekend as well. Um, pretty pretty low-key, honestly, which was really, really nice. And uh, just getting stuff ready for Sunday. But, you know, uh, the week leading up to it, you know, we had our Wednesday night, our student event, the mm-hmm. Humans versus Zombies. We had, as best we can tell, because they were all running around, we did get them to stop at one point, and we counted Something like 90 to 100 uh, students here, a lot of them first-time guests, That's which awesome. was really cool to see. And uh, I mean, you know, I've got pictures on my Facebook page, but like the first floor of the church building looked like a apocalyptic <clears throat> wasteland. It was a lot of fun. It did. Yeah. So we had, we had a good time with that. But it was good. And uh, like I said, a lot of students came and had a blast with that. But let's talk about what happened Sunday afternoon here. Yeah, uh, it was great. What yeah. happened Sunday afternoon? We had, so we had to... <laughs> While you were out in the middle well, of nowhere, I was,
1: Matthew. Yeah, right. I was coming back at that yeah. We had
2: a trunk or treat without the trunks. That's right. It was more of a table and treat, yeah. That's table so treat. Instead it's, of having vehicles in a parking lot, we had tables in a lobby, and but it worked. I wasn't really sure what yeah, to expect. So, yeah, dude, Matt, it was amazing. <laughs> so these folks showed up. Our our people did an awesome job. There's like a game at each table, and and they went all like, out. Really they fun, were games. really good yeah. games. Lots of candy, and there were people. Everywhere, yeah. I could barely walk through the lobby. Yeah. It was amazing. A ton of candy. There were goats. There were stinking goats.
1: <laughs> so that would explain all the hay everywhere. <laughs> yes. We had hay.
2: We had goats. I think I counted two dogs and a rabbit. I yeah, thought yeah, the yeah. rabbit was wow. a stuffed animal. No, no, it's real. I was yeah. like, that's not it's a real a rabbit. And he's he yep. like, no, it's real. And he's like, it's just scared to death. To <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I'm sure the rabbit made it, right? Yeah. Okay, let's not well, talk about that. No, no, happened. the rabbit's fine. Yeah. But, okay, I, but
0: I think you had said something like in the service about goats being inside.
2: Yeah, I didn't know the goats would make an appearance once we moved it inside, but right. they did, and it totally oh, worked. Did. Well,
0: the owner of the goats, my brother-in-law Bill, took that as a challenge, and well, he said, well, well challenge it. accepted. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> he's like, I'm bringing some goats
2: inside, so Old he put Bill. a tart down and, and had the goats in there. I just think it's fantastic that we can do an event close to Halloween mm-hmm. where we move goats into the lobby <laughs> of a church, and there was no called business meeting where any of us got yeah. in trouble. Yeah. That's very rare. There's a lot of churches yeah. that the, the three of us today— Well, it was we, yesterday. we have to answer some questions. <laughs> yeah, like, there, yeah, there, yeah, there would yeah. definitely be. It was
1: yesterday, so you better knock on No, but all those— all the <laughs> folks were was, here, and they then were Jonathan a great time. did an
2: awesome job putting together videos yeah. that we're already sharing that on social boy. media. Good job, Jonathan. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know how he has an eye for that kind of stuff because I tried to take a video with my phone, and it's just like it didn't look good. <laughs> and, and
1: it was I, of his forehead and I'm all home the whole time. Last night, Morgan's like, "Have
2: you seen this video?" And I'm thinking, you know, probably wasn't from the trunk or tree because we just did that. Like I just oh, got yeah, home. Yeah, he and was on uh, So good. Yeah. So if, if you weren't there, Matthew, uh-huh. and if you have internet service now, Matthew, I You, do. Can, <laughs> I you can, both. we I'm can watch the, the video and kind of get a quick little recap. But it was so great to see some of our families come out and see some new folks as well. had a lot of new folks uh, here. A lot of fun. Right. It was a great event. And yeah. Morgan, Kendall, Her team, Chad, you, I mean, y'all just do all this awesome stuff, and our church continues to benefit from it, so great job.
0: Well, it it was a lot of fun, and we are filming this uh, at, like, a little after one on October 31st, which means, gentlemen, in a little bit less than like 11 hours, Christmas officially starts according to most of the world. Wait, so, we skip uh, over Thanksgiving? Well, make, no, we
2: skipped over going trick-or-treating tonight. Well, so. no, well, yeah. I'm saying I'm <laughs> saying
0: after that, I'm saying that about midnight tonight, most of the world, all the Christmas decorations. Like, I already saw them putting them up, like, at Pepper Tree Shopping Center. Like, the Christmas lights are good, so just be ready for it. But oh, I'm sure will be happens,
2: decorating this week at our house. Oh, really? Morgan's <laughs> an early Christmas for, decorator. For Christmas? Yeah. I tried to, last year, I was going to surprise her. She was out of town. Yeah. It was a Friday, so I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what, I'm gonna get ahead on this and Mm -hmm. be that husband and you know, try to you know, show her I love her and I know this matters to her. So we've got like 57 little Christmas trees that light up <laughs> right. that she uses. Yeah. I don't pay attention to how she decorates. So I thought, well, I'll go ahead and do the decoration. Sure. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, I thought it'd be a good idea to take out all of the lamps in our house and replace them with these little miniature Christmas trees. And so instead how of lamps, go? we yeah. would have these. And I figured that would serve us well mm. during the holiday sure. season. Right. Sure. So the boys come home from school that day and literally it's like 57. They're like, dad, this is a amazing. This is so awesome. This is so it's great. like living in a and forest. I, was like, I know. Isn't it awesome? Mom's going to love it. And so then mom uh, Morgan got back in town. Uh, she'd gone out of town for uh, an overnight thing with her mom and some other mm-hmm. ladies in her family. She comes back Saturday. And she walks in the house. She goes, what did you do? <laughs> I was like, well, they had, she then she goes, where are all of our lamps? I was like, Don't well, worry about I that. I didn't I, throw them I, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said, I really appreciate the your heart was
0: in the right place. And I go find my lamps. So she, uh, she said with the attitude of like when when your kids bring you like a little like coloring, you know. I, like, it was very yeah, similar yeah, tone. Yeah. yeah,
2: I wish I would have gone through and like I thought it was pretty amazing, but she she appreciated it, but yeah. not enough to, to leave it that way. So yeah, we'll be decorating. This yeah. week for Christmas But tonight We got to go get I mean we got lots of candy yesterday Right So we got to eat some candy tonight And um, that'll be fun We're yeah. going be with a bunch of kiddos yeah, um, From the church And walking around We'll be out at the waters. Okay, because yeah. I feel like I mean I still have my HOA card, so you know if they start checking, I think that me, still counts.
0: Yeah, <laughs> still right.
2: I don't technically live there anymore. But they're going to mark so, your name uh, off the list when yeah, you drive up. Yeah, yeah, like hey, those
0: folks aren't neighbors here, but yeah. I'm gonna maybe be they will listen to this. Podcast Our the force people there will hopefully
2: give me cover, so yeah. uh, we'll be good out there. Yeah,
0: I told uh, I told Chrissy we're going over to my parents' house, their neighborhood, going trick or treating. Their the, their neighborhood is the one with the full size candy bars, like hey, it's, it's can't legit. Wrong with that. Yeah. And so I told her I was like, look, if you want, like I'll stay back at my parents' house and hand out candy and y'all can walk around with the girls and go trick-or-treating. Like, like I, I promise you, I, I would hate to sit there and watch football and hand out candy slash eat it. I and use, uh, a football game. Yeah, yeah. but she uh, she sussed me out on that. She okay. said, no, no, you're All coming right. with me. So yeah. anyway. But All right, it was, well,
2: we have a couple fun. of things we have to cover before we talk about the message, okay? So yep. we're going to talk about our worship songs here just in a of second. I remember okay. doing that each yep. week. I hope y'all came prepared. But breaking news, about 30 minutes before we came uh, in I here. I saw it. Auburn has released their head coach, Brian Harson. More so, like
0: horse out, <laughs> am I right? Oh my gosh. So I'll be back. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's got nothing this to may contribute. This the rest to this. of our
2: time. So yeah. the the <laughs> shortest tenure of a coach from Auburn since 1929. I did my research. Oh wow. Well, here we here. go. So um, we got to talk about this for at least five minutes. Okay. A lot of our listening audience cares about college football deeply. Many of them are Auburn fans who care about. i' yep. You know, I've been counseling with them a lot here lately. The I appreciate that by the way. Yeah. So we need to talk this out. So <laughs> as an as an Auburn fan. <laughs> Um, you know, w- what is kind of your wish list, you know, for a coach, you know, now you can give me characteristics of a coach. <coughs> sure. You could give me names.
0: I- I'll, I'll give you two names that I really want to okay. see either Hugh Freeze or Lane Kiffin.
2: Okay. So let's, let's unpack that for sure. a second. So I don't know if you saw the news over the weekend that Hugh Freeze got a three-year extension I did see up that. at Liberty University. So obviously, Quite the pay raise. you know, that's where I went to seminary, uh, care deeply about Liberty University. I'm really happy that he's our football coach right. <laughs> as someone who has two degrees from Liberty University. Um, but I don't know how you turn down an opportunity in the SEC. So we'll see. If, and if, money's not going to be a problem. I mean, Auburn can do whatever not. needs that's to be done. That's one yeah. of the, you know, yeah. so if, if he really wants to get back in the SEC,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's a great opportunity. So if, if I'm running Auburn, that's probably my second phone call. Right. Now, you mentioned another name. That yep. would be my third phone call. So okay. let's talk about Lane, <laughs> and then we'll talk about one? my first phone call. Well, we'll, we'll get okay, yeah. so, so <laughs> the, the tell non-Auburn me, fan. as an Auburn fan, <laughs> why is Auburn a better job than Ole Miss?
0: well a I think uh, Lane gets to go head to head with his uh, with his mentor which I I'm sure they have a great relationship but it is also an antagonistic relationship and so I think uh, I think also at Auburn you know right now at Old Miss he's doing more with less of course, yeah. I, I think at Auburn he could have a lot more resources at his disposal. Uh, I think uh, I think the fan base would rally around him. I also think that Lane has the backbone to stand up to some of the folks that he needs to at Auburn. I think that would be. I, I see the wheels <laughs> turning over
1: here. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't not. know anything but, about this. The, all but... of
2: your points are, are, are very. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a better job. It, it is it's, a better but, job, and he's but a great coach. It depends on a temperament of a coach. Sure. So exhibit A is Dan Mullen. So you could have stayed at Mississippi State your entire life, and everybody would have been thrilled that you win nine games a year. Right. You didn't make it <laughs> two years at Florida. Right. Same thing with Lane. <laughs> yeah. So you're at Ole Miss. The expectations are so low. Are you cool with that? Yeah. You come to Auburn, you, you know, it's the same thing. You, you better win some, some iron Correct. So yeah. it, I don't know his temperament. I don't know him that well. You yeah. know, is he content to be, you know, yeah, I can win nine or 10 games a year at Ole Miss and, and have a great life. Or does he say, no, I want, I want an opportunity to beat the best. Yeah. Because if you want that opportunity, your job is Auburn. Auburn. It's yeah. the only job in America where you have to play the top two programs in the country every single year. Absolutely. No other team has Georgia and Alabama right. on the regular season schedule.
0: And, only Auburn. And I've always believed, when, this is something I teach my kids, winners want the ball. Like, I want to be the guy yeah. carrying the ball down the field. Well, then Auburn's your job. Auburn's the job. So that's if, right. you're, if you're wired that way and
2: you want a shot at the best yep. and you want to be the best, that's a temperament. Mm-hmm. That's not an X's and O's thing. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because of that, I think I have your guy. You think it's Dion? It's prime time, baby. Okay. See, and I would be prime fine with that time. I just don't think he would take it. Oh, are you kidding me? You because think so? of what I just said? Oh yeah. I would love for oh, that to happen. He will he would love that. He would love to get to come in and go, That's all right. Y'all come on, Bama. Y'all come on, Georgia. Okay. Prime, man, he's a great coach. He's a great leader. He's a great motivator. And he's proven he can recruit in this whole new landscape of college football. So if that's I'm true. I'm running Auburn, that's my first phone call. You call Dion? Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. I'd be, I'd be thrilled with that. And and you know what? As a Georgia fan, that would really concern me. <laughs> if Dion's a coach at, at Auburn, that concerns Matt, me. Matt, do you know who Deion Sanders is? No. <laughs> now, let me show you a little high step Matt. so uh, we watch we watch uh Dion highlights on YouTube I show my boys prime and, time uh, man you know it doesn't yeah. nobody like prime time so I still kind of have a I'm still kind of upset with him that he left the Falcons. But yeah. truthfully, I get it why he left the Falcons. Sure. Because there's always been a terrible franchise. So my affection for <laughs> Dion has more to do with him playing center field for the Braves. Yeah, so absolutely. When he helped us back in yeah. the, in the Simultaneously, 90s. Simultaneously, by the yeah. way. Oh, yeah. wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Simultaneously. And then dumped champagne all over Tim McCarver. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> we
0: won't, we won't so, get into uh, that That was a really funny
2: thing. <laughs> Even as a middle school kid, I was like, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. All right. So there's <clears> our <throat> Auburn talk for today. Right. We will have a uh, weekly segment in our podcast until they name their new head coach. Right. On the Auburn coaching source. We uh search. We have some sources here locally that we will continue to connect with. We'll they see may have someone we're not if sure if we can find breaking news on any yeah. of these things. Um yeah. And we will keep, we'll keep we will keep our podcast listeners in the loop. Well, I appreciate
0: yeah. you doing this because this is cheaper than therapy for me as an Auburn fan. So that's uh, that's appreciated. I mean, very Auburn much. fans have hope for the first time. Oh today. my gosh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Literally, like I, I had like twenty texts from my from my friends that were going like, dude, did you see it? And we're all we're all somewhat optimistic right now. Yeah, the first time be. in a while. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. So let's
2: not get to our worship song. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know how long we're in this podcast. Mm-hmm. We've probably lost half our listeners already. <laughs> We've lost all the Alabama fans. Come on back now. We're gonna talk about Jesus. <laughs> that's right. So uh, worship songs that have made an impact in your life. We'll do this a little quicker today. So wants to go first i think matt's on first All right i'm up first yep, you're yeah. up
1: first so i'm gonna go with hillsong united from the inside out yes it's a great song uh, that was on my list yeah I it. yeah yeah so you know this one kind of holds a little it holds a special place in my heart we uh this was about when it came out it came out oh six yep right? that's about right so like Somewhere that was about the time where i was like you know leading worship yeah. and um i remember busting this out at a uh A bonfire with like my soccer uh, friends and stuff like that. And like these, they didn't go to church and they just started singing. And I just remember like I was like, man, if I could do this right now, Like God, please let that happen. That's cool. That's Uh, so like that song kind of holds a special place in my heart as like kind of a glimpse of what I would be doing. Yeah. For the, the rest, rest of really my cool. life. Love it. That's <laughs> awesome, man. I, I've yeah.
0: actually got a Hillsong United song as well. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> man, one of the things that always cracks me about Hillsong is, like, they'll have the song title, and then in parentheses, like, another title, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So this one is is Here Now. It's kind of like my sermons. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> I get it. Uh, here Now, and then in parentheses, I think it's Madness is, yeah, is the name yeah. of it. And the reason I like it so much, it's a huge, epic song, and not really one that's easily... You know, sung in a congregation. setting. Yeah, their Early,
1: yeah, early two <clears> thousands. Right. Be like that. But
0: but the second verse, I love these lyrics. It says. Faith makes a fool of what makes sense, but grace found my heart where logic ends. When justice called for all my debts, the friend of sinners came instead. Mm-hmm. And and I love that line because you know there's definitely been times, you know, in my life where like I've struggled with like, you know, does it make sense what I believe? Like, is it, you know, does it does is is it logical? Mm-hmm. Is it you know? And it just says, look, like faith makes a fool of that. And when, you know, you were at a place where justice was gonna call off your debts, like Jesus came instead. Mm-hmm. Like I love that. I love that yeah. reminder. Yeah. So it's one of my favorite songs. Very yeah. good. Yeah.
2: Mine for today is resurrection. Directing by Elevation Worship, mm. twenty sixteen. Okay, uh, Mac Brock, who is now out on his own. Yes, but I like Mac. I think yeah, he's, he's uh, awesome, really man. good. So he's he's singing the song. And um, anything about the resurrection, sign me up. Right. And so yeah. it's that. And I actually think, Matt, you, you could speak to this more than me. It's almost constructed more like a hymn. It is. You know, yeah. just the way that the layout huh. of the song. So you yeah. got this whole, like, you know, your name, your name is victory. And yeah. and you think, like, this is a great song. And all of a sudden, towards the end, they mm-hmm. drop in this, by your spirit, I will rise. Yeah, yeah. The you know, the, bridge, the yeah. resurrecting king is resurrecting me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a great song that captures... Okay, so this is what happens at justification because Jesus mm-hmm. defeated death, but then it also brings in, here's what's happening in the sanctification process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, the resurrected King, yes, I'm resurrected, yes, I'm promised eternity, but there's a continual resurrection that's still mm-hmm. occurring yeah. Yeah. through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not many songs can capture all of that in one song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a really powerful song. Um, I've always enjoyed it. It, too, is a difficult song to sing in church. <laughs> uh-huh. So when I was a pastor <laughs> down in Colorado, our worship pastor, who, Jason Lee, great guy, I actually uh, worship yeah, yeah. conference at Vaughn Forest we did, years uh, ago. We had an
0: awakening. He's a it's great, great guy. It's like a great, revival. Great, great worship. No, okay. He and I love
2: this song. Yeah. So we had like this plan. We're going to roll it out several weeks leading up to Easter. So it And we tried a couple of times. Like, nobody can sing along.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very long. It's very long. So I was like,
2: we'll just keep singing it together, yeah, buddy. Yeah. So um, great song. And uh, this has been fun because I almost, inside out was on my yeah. list. And that's another, that's a good pull. Yeah. That A lot of people don't know that song that you mentioned. Yeah. yeah, so yeah I've yeah. always enjoyed that
0: as well. You know what's funny about resurrection? I remember your Sunday, you came here to preach in view of a call. You were like, hey, so what songs are we singing? I said, we're doing resurrecting. I remember you doing this like fist pump. You're like, dude, I love that song. You know, you were so excited meant to be. About That's right.
2: <laughs> I got the vote I
0: to. Right. <laughs> we'll do we'll it right by the before way, the vote. Yeah. When
2: you're preaching and you know everybody's about to
0: vote, that's a whole new level of stress. <laughs> Just throw that out for free. We'll, we'll talk about that in another <laughs> okay, podcast yeah, yeah, unpack yeah. that therapeutic <laughs> for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so we, we did continue our uh, series on worship, then Sings My Soul, <laughs> this past Sunday. And uh, I I really enjoyed it. We we got to so in week 2 we got to the starting point uh, mm-hmm. of worship. Mm-hmm. So and we'll we'll unpack that here in a little bit, but before we get into uh talking about worship today I want to discuss for a few minutes the the book of Hebrews because you said yesterday it's kind of a unique book. You know, we, we're not one hundred percent sure who wrote it. You gave your, you know some theories uh, on that, and I've even heard you say that like at some point I would love to preach through the book of Hebrews, but I just don't feel like I'm I'm quite ready yeah, to that do that a yet. Couple yeah. Times. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, what is it about this book that makes it so much different from the other books in the New Testament? So I think it stands alone. As
2: unique, really, in all of Scripture, so it's it's very easy when you're reading the Old Testament and the New Testament to tell the difference between sure. the Old Testament and the New Testament, <laughs> right, right, right. the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and uh-huh. you know, there's just a whole lot that, that I right. could say about that. And then this book, Hebrews, is really the only book in the Bible that goes out of its way to try to marry them together. Right? Now, you could make the argument that Paul's doing that in certain passages in Romans, that Paul's doing that in certain passages perhaps in Colossians, yeah. but from an entire book, and for a book that's that long, that's really the theme of the entire book, As mm-hmm. you're looking at Old Covenant, Old Testament systems, and you're seeing how they were ultimately fulfilled in and through Jesus Christ, which on the surface seems simple enough, but then there's these nuances that are thrown in there along the way that can make it a little challenging to interpret. For example, we have different... Theological frameworks for whether or not people can lose their salvation from a select few passages in the book of Hebrews. Right. Yeah. We 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 have whole different camps that right. have emerged <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> simply from Hebrews. So, yeah, I want to teach through it at some point. Um, but there's just some things there that require an immense amount of study yeah. before you're going to get up and mm-hmm. preach, you yeah. know. Um, there's Melchizedek. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. let's let's chase that rabbit for yeah. a second, okay? He shows up three times in Scripture, obscure passage in Genesis, allusion made to, in Psalm 119, I believe it is, and then a pretty good treatment given in the book of Hebrews. The, the king priest of Salem, right? So what's going yeah, on there? Yeah. Who is this? And yeah. why is he so prominent now in Hebrews when he wasn't really prominent anywhere else in Scripture? Right. Well, we got to unpack that, yep. you know, yep. Old Testament sacrificial systems. We get the scripture there for why the shedding of the blood was so significant and how the temporary nature and the guilt that was associated with sacrificing animals. Nowhere else in the Bible is it unpacking any of this. We talk about the priest mm-hmm. and we talk about angels and we talk about. And then we also have to remember who was this being rent to? Jews and the, the Dispersia or the Diaspora, however you want to pronounce that, that these were. Hebrew Christians who had begun to disperse due to persecution. So Mm. there's that element which go, okay, well, that's why there's so much Old Testament going on there. So why haven't I preached through it? I'll just be honest with you. It's it's a time thing. Mm. Preaching is not about the time that it takes on a Sunday morning. Preaching is about the time that it takes during the week to prepare to Mm. preach on a Sunday morning. And honestly, I would have to double my time of preparation every single week to preach to the Book of Hebrews. Wow. That's how much study and, and preparation it would take. And 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 there will be a day down the road where you know I, my hand won't be in, in as many things, and I won't be in as many meetings, and I will have more time, and so sure. that's when I'll do it. Yeah. But in the season we're in now as a church, I can just tell you, like, I, I'm not going to get up there and wing it. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to get up there. Yeah. So I prepare a lot every uh, single week to preach. Yeah. But I also know... That's a book that would require more preparation. So yeah, at some point down the road, I'll do that. But it is one of my favorite books in the
1: Bible. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff in there. Well, you said yesterday, worship's starting point – uh, was with God that that seems a little on the nose, you know. Like, uh, so why do you think that? You know, I guess we struggle with that. Why, do, why does our worship steer away from God? Yeah,
2: one of our members texted me yesterday afternoon, just saying, uh-huh. "Hey, thanks for that reminder. Yeah, um, been mm. going through a tough season right yeah. now, and I needed mm-hmm. that reminder. And so that's why I wanted to be really clear about that mm-hmm. because we, by default, worship depending on how things are going. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you get bad news. Uh, is your first response, well, I just need to worship God for that. You know, when when circumstances aren't well, aren't going well, is my first response, I'm going to worship God for that. Mm -hmm. All of us, I think, in a moment of honesty would go, no. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no, when things are going well, I'm quick to give God thanks, I'm quick to give God glory, but worship isn't contingent upon anything happening in my life. Worship's starting point is God, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Right. So if we're going to be faithful to worship God the way Scripture calls us to, there has to be a rhythm and a commitment and a discipline to worship, period. No mm-hmm. if, no as long as. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to constantly remind ourselves of that. If not, we're not worshiping God. We're worshiping how our life is going. Yeah. We're worshiping how—and in huh. that way, we're no different than pagans. We're no different <laughs> than the world. Right. Right. So, yeah, worship's starting point is God. It always is God. And what that does is it frees me to worship God regardless of what's happening in my right. life.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so on that topic, you said that that God is worthy of our worship for who he is. And I agree with that 100%, but like you just said a second <laughs> ago, the reality is, is that life is tough and there are folks right now who are listening to this podcast who are going through some really tough times you know you said it would be great if when something bad happened that our first reaction was worship but like the reality is that's not the case for a lot of us so what would you say to someone who is going through a struggle that has maybe lost a loved one or something else is happening like what would you say to that person who is really struggling with worshiping God first so
2: you have to Set all of that aside. You said it in the question. We worship God for who he is. Mm-hmm. Nothing about our lives is ma- matters enough to change anything about that. Mm-hmm. Right. We're but a vapor. Right. We're but a mist. So I'm going to worship God for who he is, period. I'm not going to focus my heart's attention on anything happening in my life. Even if I had just went through something terrible, yeah. I'm only going to focus my heart's affection on him. I'm going to praise his name. I'm going to sing it out loud. I'm going to say these things out loud. And in doing that, it will right-size the trial or the difficulty that I'm facing. Hmm. If you try to to figure out how do I process and get through this difficult season, this storm, this valley, without worshiping, you will never be able to process or get through this difficult valley season or storm. Hmm. It's only when you worship God and you focus your gaze heavenward, heavenly, mm-hmm. upward. This is what Colossians says, <clears throat> that God then, through a supernatural way, begins to Remind you of who you are in Him and who He is in comparison to whatever it is you're walking through. Right. So when David's talking about, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil, for thou art with me, thy ride and thy stuff that step, comfort me. What's happening there? He's in the valley of the shadow of death, but right. he's still declaring what's true about God. Now, what's interesting about that passage is he says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. he's not pitching a tent he's right. not staying there yeah. Yeah. he's not going to live in the valley of the shadow of death he's actually in declaring who God is already bringing in this idea by faith that this will not be permanent mm-hmm. that because of who God is I'm going to move through this but it's only by acknowledging who God is that he gains the perspective to recognize this is a valley I'm moving through right. this is not a valley I'm going to stay in so if you're going through a difficult circumstance a valley there's a mountain in front of you you have to continue to acknowledge who God is in order to gain the perspective to recognize you can move through this with him. Yeah. You won't get that perspective on your own.
0: Yeah. So practically that looks like singing songs and reading scripture and pray. Like, and that is one of the things I love what you said there about how, by even acknowledging that and by beginning to worship, yeah. like you start to move out of that season. I thought that was really good. If you yeah. throw
2: me in a pit, I'll praise you from the pit. Mm-hmm. If I'm on top of the mountain, I'll praise you from top of the mountain. There's nothing about my life that will determine whether or not praise comes from my lips. That's, good. That's yeah. what we're talking about because of who God is. <laughs> That's, <good. clears throat> That's really good.
1: Um, so yesterday you talked about world religions and that Christianity is the only system that um, – that has a personal relationship with God. Is Christianity really the only one that has a personal relationship? And if that's true, why would anybody want to worship? anything. Do, yeah. Why would anybody want to follow another religion?
2: Because we're all legalists. Mm. We all think there's something we have to do <laughs> right, to gain right. the favor of a higher being, a higher calling, yeah. a higher power. I mean, even an atheist is doing something.
0: you know. <laughs> right. So it's
2: like, <laughs> right. everybody is thinking right. there's something I have to do to earn. You, you see this in all of us. Mm-hmm. So someone says, well, I don't buy that at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just break that down into human relationships. Do we not all do that? Mm. Earn affection, earn approval, earn yeah. popularity, earn all of these different things yeah. maybe it's from you know someone who's not even here anymore you had a bad relationship with your dad that's driving how you mm. act at work right? you're yeah, trying to yeah. earn approval all this stuff. so we're all legalists it's incredibly comforting to know you might have something to do with your future mm-hmm. you might have yeah. something to do with how this whole thing turns yeah, out right you have a say in all of your eternity your yeah. actions matter for these kind of things that that's very appealing so yeah when it comes to other belief systems there's a scorecard. It's incredibly clear, and you have a lot to do with it, mm-hmm. which means you are now in control.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. So at the heart of our belief system is I, I relinquish control because I come to a place where I admit that I mm-hmm. actually don't have yeah. the capacity or the power to have anything to do with the outcome of all this. Right. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to give myself to that. And in return, I'm going to experience this personal relationship with a God who loves me because this God can be close to me because of what Jesus did for me. Yeah. But if I have something to do with whether or not this higher being can have anything to do with me, there's always a distance because I'm never doing it 100% correctly. Mm-hmm. Right, so there, yeah. therefore, there can't be this closeness. Right. So yeah, Christianity is the only thing that offers you a personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is offering you a way to get as close as you can, but there's still something else you need to do. That's very different than what we believe when it comes to Christianity.
0: Yeah. That's really good. So I have a two-part question around this phrase uh, from Hebrews chapter 13, uh, a sacrifice of praise. We talked about that yesterday. My, my first part of this question is, is, what does that phrase mean? Because like, for me, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice to seeing and, and worship the Lord. And the second part is, you said that in the Old Testament, sacrifice was work. What did that actually look like? So the Wizard of Oz popped into my head as you were asking that question. Okay. <laughs> the man so behind the curtain.
1: Yeah,
2: la- tha- That's the scene. So let's see if we can think of some <laughs> other examples better than that one. So, you know, they finally get there. And it's like, oh, man, Like now we're in the presence of Oz, and they're kind of freaking out, and they're kind of trembling, and then yeah. they realize, wait a second. <laughs> it's just this dude over here, yeah. All right, so what's an example where that's not the case, whether from a movie or a, a story or a, a show, where these people are finally in the presence of royalty? They're finally in the presence of power. There's a little bit of an acknowledgment, oh, that that person's got a lot more power than me. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of nervous here. Maybe like, Narnia with Aslan yeah, or something that like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be a good example. Yeah, that would be a good example. I think that's a great example, yeah. okay? Definitely. So – um I think sometimes movies and stories can give us a glimpse of a greater truth. So if we can see that happening in a movie that we've seen or a story that we've read or a show that we've watched, imagine for a second who we're actually talking about when we speak of God. So you're going to enter into his presence. Well, let's just stop right there, okay? (laughs) Right. Really? You're going to enter into God's presence. Okay. So every time in the Old Testament— Something like that even is about to happen. Somebody almost dies. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Moses is like, hey, I'm going to hide behind this rock and, and I'll catch a glimpse of your backside and maybe yeah. I won't die. Yeah. Oh, he glowed for 30 days <laughs> right. or something.
0: Right, right, right. Like, right, yeah. right. Okay, wow. Yeah. All right. So, Isaiah, gonna, you know, I'm undone. You know, yeah, right. enter into God's yeah. presence. Yeah.
2: Okay. You, you go for it there, buddy. buddy. All right. Second, you're going to bring him something? <laughs> well, what the heck are you going to bring him? Right. He spoke creation into existence. You have a gift to bring. Okay, so you're bold enough to go into his presence and then bring him something. Okay. Okay, I'm rolling with you. So we see the Old Testament, like, those two things weren't happening. Right. You're not doing that. You're not boldly going into his presence. You're certainly not bringing him anything. So we have this entire system constructed to give people a shot to maybe even do a little bit of one of those two things. Mm. So here we are now, and we talk about God like he's our buddy. We talk about God like he's my, he's my best friend. You know, it's like, no, he's still the God that you're saying I'm going to enter into his presence. Well, it's a good thing you got your big brother Jesus with his arm around you going, this one's mine.
0: Yeah. Okay?
2: That's the only way we're walking into his presence. It's because of what Jesus did for us. So when we come before God, whether it's at home in your own time with the Lord or whether it's with God's people, do you really believe you're going before him? And if so, do you really think you're bringing him anything? You're not adding any value to God. You're not giving anything to him that he's lacking. He's not lacking. So what are you bringing him? God, the only thing I can give you right now that you're currently not receiving and you don't need it, but is this little praise that can come from me. Chad, you can't give him praise from me. I can't give him praise from Matt. The only person who can give him praise from me is me. And if I bring this sacrifice of praise into his presence— Here's what blows my mind. He actually wants that, desires it, and he actually likes it and loves it, and he wants to receive that. And so this is the opportunity we have as his people, that we get to do this, and that for centuries there were people who would have referred to themselves as the people of God who just quite simply didn't have this opportunity. Mm -hmm. They had to wait until they got to heaven Mm -hmm. to do that. We'll do it in a different way in heaven, in our resurrected bodies, without our sin nature, but don't take for granted that you... Listening, can offer God your sacrifice of praise. Mm. You can bring him something mm-hmm. that nobody else can bring him. And that's what he wants to receive from you. Yeah. If one of my boys crawls up in my lap and tells me they love me, it doesn't happen a whole lot anymore because they're 13, 11, right, 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 and 7. Right. So, you know, it, it, but, but let's say Henry, every now and then he'll want to snuggle. So if Henry crawls up in my lap and he says he loves me, I'm like, you're so much better than your two older brothers. You're awesome. <laughs> I love you so much. Those two knuckleheads over there, y'all go outside. Just let's give the whole house to Henry, okay? Why? He's, he's saying something to me. From Henry. He's not speaking on behalf of Sam and Jacob. Only they can speak on their right. behalf. But as their dad, I love hearing that from all three of them. Man, that's such a terrible comparison compared to God Almighty, yeah. creator of the universe, yeah. but who is also our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it is a sacrifice of praise that only you can bring to him, and he loves that. Right. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. That he doesn't need anything, yeah. and he desires that, and he loves it when we, when we praise him. And we yeah. take that for granted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good.
1: Well, this kind of ties into the next question. I want to ask. Um, So I thought it was interesting when you talked about going back and talking to the people of the Old Testament. um, The the time machine. The time machine, yeah. 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 Um, And you said because of the sacrifice of Jesus that we have a personal relationship with God that we can bring um, our sacrifice of praise to to Him. So you said that they would be confused by that. So why would God set the Old Testament up this way, and then why would He wait to send Jesus to... to have that relationship with
2: us. Hmm. Well, first of all, I had a student stop me after the service. Said they're going to get to work on that time machine. Oh yeah. So, yeah.
1: And, and, and knowing, What's the student saying? This student, like, they have a shot.
0: Adam's going to be a footnote, like, in uh, the time machine no, thing. I'm, I'm yeah. going to I'm getting an ownership on this fly. part. I'm,
2: I'm cashing in. Oh yeah. So it was my idea. Invest. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what was the question? All right. So, um, yeah. I mean, God is rolling out a great plan in His redemptive history. Mm. And he unfolds his plan on his timeline, not ours. God is not contained by time or space. So last month, last year, and next year are all the same to God. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we see it rolling out on a timeline in human history that can only move linear. It can Mm -hmm. only move one way. God's not limited by that. Mm -hmm. And so God sees the completeness of his redemptive plan at all times. Hmm. We just get to experience it one generation at a time. So uh, the better... The better answer to your question will feel better after we've been with God for for um, eternity up to I don't know a million years. So let's say we've been there for a million years, and God's like, yeah, it's kind of like a drop in the bucket, mm-hmm. you know. So okay, a hundred million years. Mm-hmm. So let's say now we've been with God for a hundred million years. Now let's a hundred billion. Let's say we've been with time, God <laughs> for a hundred billion years. <laughs> okay. and now we're we're looking at this timeline. Uh-huh. And we are like, man, it's like a millisecond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That was like a right. millisecond. Yeah. We've been up here hundred billion years. And God's like, hundred billion years, we we haven't even taken our first step. So, yeah. Okay. So we don't we can't right. fathom eternity. Try to do it sometimes. Yeah, your head'll all, spin right yeah, off your shoulders, yeah. okay? Mine is right now. So, yeah. you know, the timeline for how God rolls all these things out. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. That's God being God and God doing his thing. I would say part of God's faithfulness and part of why I have Complete security and placing my faith in what we tell people week after week is that God had a plan. There was a plan. Mm. He was faithful to execute that plan with great clarity. That Mm -hmm. now we get to see the completion of the plan. But it's awesome when you read, you know, someone like David, Mm -hmm. and you can tell. I mean, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he's grasping at it. Right. He's grasping at it. They're the messianic psalms, and and it's Mm -hmm. interesting that. He is writing these psalms inspired by of the Holy Spirit, and David knew what he was doing. This is not like somebody later went, wow, David was on to something. Yeah. I wonder if he wanted—no, no, David knew. Yeah. David was writing psalms for succession of king to his son, mm-hmm. Solomon. But he was writing them in a way where it's very clear, this is not about Solomon. Mm-hmm. This is about who Solomon is getting us to right. in the line of David. Mm. And that's about all he had. Mm-hmm. That's about all he had. Yeah. He knew there's a succession. It's going to get us to someone. He's writing messianic themes because mm-hmm. he knows Old Testament mess- Messiah. But virgin birth, mm-hmm. Mary, Bethlehem, three years of public ministry, twelve disciples, ascension, Holy Spirit, Day Pentecost—nothing. Yeah. Mm. yeah, he doesn't have any of that. So when you read the Old Testament, you're watching these guys be faithful. For the time that God has them, mm-hmm. you know. I love the book in Acts, or, uh, the the verse in Acts where it says David fulfilled God's purposes for his life, and then and he, he died. died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So right. you know, ultimately, that's what we're all called to. Yeah. yeah. You know, let our lives. You know, we're not to make much of our name; we make much of the name of Jesus. Right. So at the end of our life, someone can go, "Yeah, they filled God's purposes for their lives, and then they died. It's right. like mission accomplished. Right. Okay? Yeah. So yeah, it, it's hard sometimes to to put ourselves in the place of the folks. Who are there? But for all we know, a thousand years from now, people are saying that about us. Mm-hmm. you know and they're going. Right. imagine if you'd been alive then, you're trying yeah. to see what God's up to because maybe by then we're into further parts where revelations becoming yeah. a little clearer. Yeah. You know. see what I'm saying? Yeah So we always just have to fulfill the role that God's called us to when we are part of the story. and that's why I'm so I mean I say this to our church all the time. like it's our time. Yeah, like we're God's people on the earth right now. Yeah, like we're who he has right now. It, it wasn't the last generation. It's not the next. It's it's us. Yeah. And so, you know, I hope that gives a little bit of clarity. But when you we have the completed story now. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that that is what uh, gives us confidence and God's faithfulness moving forward because of how much we can see He's been faithful up into this point with everything.
0: Yeah. yeah, you know, I think about those folks sometimes, and I, you know, you can read, you know, in David's writings and others, the longing for a Savior. And there's actually, you know, you talked about us having the privilege of being born when we are now, and uh, kind of getting more of the the full picture. There's actually, and, and don't get hung up on the style. He's an Orthodox Jewish reggae rapper, uh, a guy named Modest Yahoo. I don't know if you guys know who Modest Yahoo is.
1: Yeah, man. But but he Always sings. Them. But
0: he sings all. <laughs> the time. No, it's actually really good. He sings all the time about that's how he's easy. longing for the Messiah, how he wants the Messiah to come. And honestly, like it's, it, it reminds me of these Old Testament writings in a lot of ways because they were just looking forward and longing so much for the Savior. Well, and that's the one theme that that transpires Old and New
2: Testament. Yeah. So we are actually called to that same longing for the yeah. return of Christ. Right. And so that should be something that, you know, th- this world, I mean, let's make a difference, but I don't want to get too attached. Right. You know, this isn't my home, and there is a longing to be with Jesus. Yeah. And so that theme actually is one that carries through all the Scripture. That's really
0: interesting. So what is the difference between agreeing with this great news about Jesus' sacrifice and expressing it with our words? Because you said that there was a difference in your message.
2: Yeah, doing it. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah. That's the all difference.
2: Right we again here we go i mean this is th- this could uh, you can apply this to everything in the new testament in in new testament language belief system culture whatever you know insert your favorite word there is no distinction there is no distinction that is a westernized american byproduct of the enlightenment okay that that way of thinking did not exist in the 1st century it doesn't exist in the Old Testament, certainly in Hebrew way of thought in sure. Eastern mm-hmm. yeah. languages no. so this idea that I could mentally ascend assent to something I agree with something easier way of saying that, and that means the same thing as doing it like that that's that's us that that is that is our way of imposing our way of thinking and understanding and doing things onto scripture rather than letting scripture shape the way that we mm. do things. So you don't believe something unless you're doing it. Yeah. Okay. You don't mm. believe something unless you're doing it. Here, here's another way of putting it. You only believe the parts of the Bible you do. So we get so hung up on belief being agreement. Mm -hmm. belief is obedience. Mm -hmm. Belief is I'm aligning my life with this. That's really good. It's like, you know, yeah, I think sexual purity until marriage is a great idea. But then you sleep around with a bunch of folks. Well, you don't think it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. You think it's a terrible idea (laughs) because of how you're acting. But we have this notion in our churches that as long as I agree with something, it's like God says, yeah, that's obedience. It's not obedience. Agreeing and obedience are not the same thing. And we have married those two things, and there are a lot of Christians who have convinced themselves that they're walking in obedience, and they're walking in blatant sin. Hmm. And it's because they read the Bible, and they give it a head nod, and they think that's obedience. They, I, I, Sacrifice of lips, praise. Oh, that's awesome. But they won't sing. No, I agree with that passage. You do not agree with that passage. (laughs) Right, right. The evidence of you agreeing with that passage is you singing, is you doing something about that. So we're harping on that with worship, but you could take that and apply that to everything you see in the New Testament. That's good. It is about what you do. From what you learn. Now you gotta learn some things, yes. But I'll take a team of ten people who know three verses that they're doing over a team of ten people who know fifty verses that aren't interested at all in doing them. Mm.
0: Mm.
2: So take the little you know and put it into practice. That is the New Testament. That is the way the New Testament presents the word believe. Mm. It does not present it separately as yeah. mentally agreeing and then eventually doing yeah. something about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Belief yeah. is obedience. That's really, really. Belief good. is we doing should, it. We need to put that yeah. everywhere, that, man. I like simplify that. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's good.
2: to do. Well, think. Uh, I mean, let's just think about <clears throat> this for a second. Like, w- just with us as friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if, if you asked me to do something and I was like, yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea, I'll do it, and then I didn't, you'd be like, <laughs> but you didn't do it. I mean, but right. I agreed with you.
1: Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, totally good idea. We tried this in any other area of our our life it wouldn't work yeah, i, I promise apart, you right, you know yeah.
2: it's like you tell your wife like i believe in being faithful to you i'm just not like that's not gonna work <laughs> i agree that i should be yeah, but yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like, what are we yeah. doing yeah, right? It, right so it's like your kids are like i think obeying you is a great idea i just choose not to so when we actually look at this in every other area we realize how dumb it is right <laughs> but for some reason we, we totally let ourselves off the hook when it comes to being a christ follower yeah. which is why we look no different than the world
0: right yeah Oh, my God. It's, it's like our is. lives
2: don't look any different, you know? Yeah. So it's it, if you're feeling convicted, you should be. If, I, <laughs> I, if I'm if i not talking just to you, I mean, hey, this is a heart check for all of us. Right. Like we right. can't just sit around and, like, agree to stuff. you got to do something yeah. about it. No, Scripture is really very clear about I that. I like that a lot. Yeah,
1: that was really good. Um, so your last point was about the actions of our life matching the praise of our lips, kind of tying back to what we were yeah. talking about just a minute ago, and how that pleases God. You know, if you look at, if you think about it, that kind of sounds like works to me. Hmm. Um, So let's unpack that a little bit, so it won't be so confusing. Oh, it is. It (laughs) works. It works. Yeah, yeah.
0: Honesty on the other six podcast. Remember
2: a few weeks ago we did the message where. you know, being born again, it's, there's not work in that, but then after that, there's an immense amount of work, Yeah, yeah, you're not yeah, yeah, those, yeah. a confusion with those two yeah. things. Okay. Right. Lots of work. Mm-hmm. So works do not save you, but works are the evidence that you've been saved.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Say that again. Yeah. Works do not save you, but works are the evidence that you have mm-hmm. been saved. Right. That's so if somebody tells me, I, 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 I've I been saved, but I see no good works, I will question Mm -hmm. whether or not you've been saved.
0: Mm -hmm. I will
2: question whether or not you've been born again. Because, yes, Scripture is super clear on two things. One, you cannot work your way into a relationship with Jesus Christ. But then two, once the Holy Spirit takes up permanent residence within you, good works should be what comes out of your life. Now, how does this tie into worship? That can all be true. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I can know all of that. But I may not feel like it. Mm -hmm. Worshiping... And singing out loud to God in many ways is the kickstart you need to get back to doing good works. Sometimes you just got to worship your way through some things. Right. Hmm. Sometimes yeah. you just got to go for a ride and cut on some Matt Collins worship songs. That's right, and you just got to sing. You just got to say, God. I'm <laughs> not going back home until my heart is an alignment Mm -hmm. where I am ready to be used by you to do the works that Mm -hmm. you've called me to. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to worship you for a little while, God. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to worship your way through storms. You have to worship your way through hardship. You have to worship your way through things not going the way you want to. You have Mm -hmm. to worship your way through a season in your marriage. Mm -hmm. You have to worship your way through a season with your kids, with your boss. Do I need to keep going? So how are these (laughs) things tied? Well, the, the, the fruit of my lips can sometimes be what needs to kickstart the actions of my life. Hmm. And I have found that to be true for me. That I don't always wake up going, Lord, use me today. Mm-hmm. I'm just like everybody else. There's days I wake up that I'm down, I'm depressed, I, I worry, I question, I have anxiety. I have a, right. And so what do I do there? Am I going to stay there? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to figure out how to get out of that? Well, the only way I know how to get out of that is to worship my way out of it. Mm-hmm. Hey, God, here's what I'm feeling. In fact, when I say to God out loud, this is what I'm feeling— and then I still worship. In many ways, it feels like I'm putting my faith in action.
1: Yeah,
2: it's like I'm not letting that keep me from worshiping mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and 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 so what I'm trying to, I want people to see like these aren't segmented things. Mm-hmm. They really do fuel one another.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. Well, what a great discussion today talking yeah. about worship, and yeah. I, I love the the practical application of what you're talking about that how how worship when we speak it out loud when we choose to do it in spite of these situations we find ourselves yeah. in, how that can, that can literally change, you know, everything. I think that's really, really and good. And it
2: takes a little bit of effort. Yeah. You may not always feel like it. Yeah, it's you not know, about work. Like, yeah, right. work, get out of bed, start singing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> you know, right. Yeah.
1: Worship God. I look at it as kind of reminders, like, God, thank hmm. you for what you've done for me. Re- thank you for reminding me about your grace that you've given yeah. me. Um, and then, you know, that leads me to worship him because of You know, just the breath that I have, you know, like that I can get up and do that, you know, be grateful for the things that you. You do have,
0: yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to to this Sunday, kind of continuing this series. So I guess that's where we're going to kind of wrap it up today. Uh, you know, next week we'll have another Auburn update. But before we get there, we'll uh, we'll talk some more about. I'm going to get a
1: recliner. While <laughs> yeah. take that? I'll just we're, go.
0: We're going to educate Matt in this process, <laughs> and it's going to be really good. We might even get Deion Sanders on the
2: podcast at some point. You know, <laughs> yeah. just to get his thoughts on all this. You yes, got I mean, connections in Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> that's where <laughs> he's at. Yeah, make absolutely. that happen. Yeah, we're we'll getting prime in we're, here. We're counting on you, buddy. Yes, okay, you I didn't even you
0: know did. who the
1: guy was. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, hey, man, come speak on the that's podcast. Right. Yeah,
0: he's, he just ran into Dion at in a Waffle House yeah. didn't or something. Even know. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah I had no clue. We'll send Matt out on assignment <laughs> right. to Jackson. That's right. If he shows yeah, up with Dion yeah, Sanders, yeah, I'm going to. Oh, I'm my God. It would be awesome. Be so, we get like a playing card episode, and just walk yeah. up to him. Yeah. yeah. there you go. Well, again, enjoy this discussion. <laughs> We're going to continue this series this Sunday, 9 30, 11 a.m. Join us here on campus. If for some reason you're traveling, uh, you can always join us online, VonForce.com. Facebook page, YouTube channel, all that good stuff. And we appreciate you joining us today. So on behalf of Adam Bishop, Matt Collins, Sound Guy, Jonathan, and myself, we hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you next time.